Rate and review us on iTunes. You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello, hello. Howdy, howdy. You know who it is. This I'm is, Jocelyn. I'm Colton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're introducing each other now. You know no. what? You'll change it up. Here, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It was too wide. This is Jocelyn. I'm Jocelyn. And you're Colton. And I'm Colton. There and we go. This is Yellow Packaging episode 17. 17. That's right. We're on a roll. Holy moly. And we're actually more frequent now. Yeah, that's, uh, well, this, <laughs> this month, we're like twice. Twice. Once every two weeks I think now. twice a month is pretty good. I think so too. All right, so it's been a couple weeks since we last posted. Um, what's going on? What's besides? So, I you was know, a tired, Jesslyn, <laughs> last podcast. But I'm, you were I'm fun. even more tired, <laughs> Jesslyn, this podcast. Um, my updates are just going to be about Issa. We just take <laughs> we've taken a complete like left turn, dive down a cliff. Yeah, where our schedule is so off. Yeah, like, she's like Hong Kong time. I'm like BC time. <laughs> And she's just up all night. We well, tried everything. For all the moms listening, you know, Jessalyn, she needs some advice. She needs some tips. Yeah, if you do have some, I've been asking my sister. Um, she had a good one that I'm going to try tonight. So she's got a five-month-old. Yeah. Um, and she had some difficulty sleeping a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And now it's just kind of resurfaced these yeah. last few days. She would put a toy on her head. Like, I guess maybe Audrey likes the weight of, like, a stuffed animal or some weight on her head. Okay. So I'm going to do that with <laughs> Issa. I'm just going to start piling shit <laughs> on top of her head. Then I'll be there to supervise to make sure happens. she stays asleep. Yeah, and then see what happens. Yeah, I guess. You, I'm trying everything you now. Try everything. What's, what's the worst to. that could happen? No, I don't know what the worst thing's going to happen. Oh. It's already happened. <laughs> exactly. So don't sleep, okay? I've already done that. So you are in hell right now. Yeah. A little bit. You know what? You can't even complain, though. It's like, I go see her. She'll be, like, crying. Like, I've just put her down. Like, 30 minutes later, she's crying to get up again. I see her, and she's like, hey, laughing. (laughs) Like, hey, where were you? Exactly. Hi. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, man, you're so cute. Yeah. And we try not to make, like, a nighttime a social thing. So I try not to engage with her too much. But, frick, she's so cute. So I'm like, okay, how are you? What are you doing? Why are you doing up? You're so crazy, girl. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's what it's been the last two. Well, she's now three months now, so. Yeah. In case you didn't know, Issa has her own Instagram account. Yutang Clan. Y-U-T-A-N-G-C-L-A-N. 2018, I think. 2018. Is it 2018? We've been keeping it to, like, people we know. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, check her out. Uh, (laughs) I see your profile and say, hey, you look like a safe person. Yeah. Then, yeah, no stranger danger there. No pedophiles. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> but rate us on iTunes. Yeah, yeah just kidding now. Yeah, in case you missed it, rate and view us on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, it's Eugene Klein 2018. Great, yeah. So if you're interested in seeing what this little monkey looks like. <laughs> oh my gosh, this monkey is the cutest little monkey. All right, yeah. So it's now, what, mid-June? End of June? 
Yeah. By the time this gets released, it'll probably be like end of June, closer to end of June. June 20th, probably. Um, Okay, we turn around time. That's not bad. Today's the 13th. Exactly. I I want to eat this. Yeah. For your information, um, Jessalyn's aunt brought back some cornets. Yeah, it's cornets. Corn nicks. So <laughs> it's a Filipino like, little, popcorn thing. A little ASMR eating sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Sponsored by corn nicks. Yeah. So corn nicks, corn nuts. We don't discriminate. No, Give us like some food. We need food. We need wine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sweet. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? It's been a pretty steady week. Not doing a whole lot of crazy things, but just... Being out and about, really. Um, what have I done? Just the usual. Nothing too exciting. How's your new boyfriend? My new boyfriend is great. Yeah. He when he was a bit depressed, mm. so he wasn't around for a bit. You know, he, he cries a lot. Why <laughs> <laughs> did he? Yeah, so he's been crying for the past week, but, you know, he had his ups and downs. And today he's in, really, he's in a really he's in a really good mood, you know. He, he, was, he was a bit cry in the morning. Mm. In the morning, early afternoon, but now he's he's back to his happy Sounds self like again. Lisa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, babies, boyfriends, same thing. FYI, I don't have a boyfriend. I I'm just talking about the weather. It's just summer <laughs> and the rain that happened this morning. Yeah, but um, it's kind of it's been nice. Like I've really been enjoying the evenings right now because at like ten o'clock at night, you still see light outside. Yeah, I just yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's a magical moment. It's very like soothing to see that i don't know why so it's because like we're by a sunset beach so we do get to see the sunset when we're down there yeah totally it's so nice so i feel like yeah we need to take advantage of that sun whenever we can well it's gonna be sunny all weekend so. yeah exactly um some some things that are coming up father's day is coming up oh yeah and Clint's then first father's day first father's day what are you gonna do this is gonna come out after father's day right um when is father's day this coming sunday it's the 17th it'll probably come out possibly on father's day okay so i did get him something you know he's like he loves butane clan yeah i've been trying to find like a onesie and a men's t-shirt that yeah. are Match. matching and then he's always like saying butane for the children so yeah. that'd be like the thing yeah um so i got i ordered a onesie and a shirt but now I'm just getting them pressed at Bang On. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so Bill, Issa, and Coleman will have matching Wu-Tang shirts. Where's Bang On? Bang On, oh, that's <laughs> part of my sour later, but okay. it's on Robson. I'll just say it now. The no, no, is, save it, save it. Okay, save okay. It. So it's Robson, um, just like close to Burrard, like where Cherry Bomb is. Oh, there. They share the space Got there. It. In case you guys didn't know... Bang On was a really popular, not popular, I guess it was pretty popular. It was popular. A retail yeah. store that did like silkscreen t-shirts. Essentially, you buy a t-shirt and then you can choose the graphic you want to put on it. Yeah. It was all the rage back in what? The early, early 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, those are. Uh, so yeah. That's cool. It's also car-free day on that day. Oh, on, yeah. On Main Street. On Main Street. So every Father's Day, Main Street is like like the hipster area of Vancouver, you'd say? What do you think? Then what do you call guest town? Yeah, sounds like more, I don't know. But you know what I mean by like, yeah. Main Street is like that kind of like Portland style, Portland-esque hipster area. Yeah. And I'd every say. Father's Day, they like shut down like, I think like 10 blocks or five five blocks. And there's no cars there. And, you can, and just like, it's just like kiosks and 
it's like and a little... all the stores do something fun too yeah and it's just like it's just fun you get to walk on the street it's yeah. definitely family friendly it's hard if you're trying to get around somewhere well, but if other than that so yeah. last week was italian day yeah on the drive was that, that was last like... sunday last saturday last sunday last sunday it was so busy yeah did you go Oh, we just passed by it. It was just too chaotic. We're like, yeah. we're thinking about it. And we're like, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, little street festivals like that are always nice. So like as summer comes around, Vancouver just comes to life and there's always like something going on. And I think in the summertime, there's always going to be fireworks as well, right? There's the fireworks. Yeah, celebration yeah. of like. Yeah, so lots of fun things going on. So if you're not from Vancouver, maybe consider come visiting. Cause... Oh, it's like the best time of year to come anyways. Totally. That being said, with Vancouver coming to life, I guess we can anticipate a lot of tourists coming to Vancouver. Yes, it's already happening. With a lot of tourists, I guess there comes a certain prejudice that happens towards tourists, wouldn't you say? Um, I guess some tourists. Okay, so there's this website called um, Triposo, yes, and they did a survey on, they, they asked um, of these, like, I think cities or countries, what are the worst tourists that yeah. they've experienced and the first place americans oh, okay yeah followed by the british followed by the russians british. okay followed by the chinese and then the australians were in fifth place so wait sorry again it was like americans british russians, russians chinese, chinese and, and then Aust australians for okay. for the for the reputation of worst tourists in the world so the hottest topic right now is chinese tourists you know they've They've experienced an economic boom yeah. in the early 2000s. You know, they're having a lot of money and the the communist kind of regulations have relaxed and now they're able to travel to a lot more places. Now, with that said, with the increase in Chinese tourists and I guess a lot of mainland Chinese visiting and going to school and stuff, they've kind of built a reputation around themselves for being you know, not not the not the most welcome. Definitely uh, not the classiest. Of <laughs> not the classiest, exactly. So um, there's been this kind of cultural divide within the Chinese community between the Hong Kong, the Taiwanese versus the mainland Chinese. Yeah. So just stopped right there. Yeah. Like I went to Hong Kong. This is probably like ten years ago. Yeah. And um, the first thing I noticed was how many signs there would be for certain things that right. are common sense. Yeah, right. Like, uh, don't spit in the garbage cans. Yeah, totally. And there's just like signs everywhere. Or yeah. like in the bathroom was yeah. like, do not put your feet on the toilet. on the toilet. Right. It's like, who's doing this? <laughs> yeah. And it was like definitely targeted towards towards the, like the mainland Chinese. Right, exactly. Or like pooping in the bushes. Did you see that? There's a sign for that too. There's in Asia, um, their Disneyland there yeah, in Hong Kong. Yeah, for sure. It's like, what the I hell? think like the large influx of Chinese tourists, not only in Hong Kong, but in Vancouver and everywhere, has created a lot of exposure and not necessarily positive exposure towards the mainland Chinese just based on their the cultural differences, the lack of etiquette, yes. and just the lack of manners. Um I mean, you just have to search um, Chinese tourists on Google and you'll find millions of articles on their poor manners, poor etiquette, a lack of understanding and respect for culture within the countries that they're in. Um, <clears throat> some examples of this are the most recent uh, article that was released on Next Shark, which is like an Asian kind of news site, mm, yeah. was about how um, this Thai lady posted a video of herself being shoved and pushed and pulled while she was in line when a huge group of Chinese tourists kind of rushed to the front of the line and pushed her out of the way. So that was one thing. And she was complaining about how all the mainland Chinese people are like this. They're rude and, 
yada yada yada. Yeah, there's no order. Yeah, there's no order, and she posted on Facebook, and next thing you know, like this huge backlash of mainland Chinese people started posting on her Facebook, tearing her apart, calling her a lady boy. So that so it was so bad to the point that she had to take her video off. But then on the flip side of those comments. There were a bunch of other people who were actually like being more prejudiced towards the mainland Chinese, being like, "You guys shouldn't be traveling anywhere. You guys are rude.、Oh. I refuse to serve you." So that's、yeah. one story. Another story is a couple, two ladies, two mainland Chinese ladies were visiting in in Tokyo, Japan, and they、yeah. went to no Osaka, and they went to Gyukaku, which is like a Japanese barbecue restaurant, and they it's an all you can eat kind of thing, and they opted for the two hour all you can eat, but they stayed way past the two hour all you can eat. And then、um, they were throwing their just like their bones and their shells on the ground. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, and then the the owner kicked them out and said, you know, like I've never met somebody so rude, and you know, get、oh、out, gosh, and then、so、wouldn't even take their money. I mean, there's tons of stories that go on like this. That's just a, like that's just a couple. But if you just Google it, you'll see so many. So I that kind of after seeing that article on Nextra, it kind of went, made me go on the spree of like, okay, why is there such prejudice? Towards the mainland Chinese, and obviously it's because of their their etiquette, their lack of etiquette, and their lack of of、uh, manners.、Um, just to give you some background, I found this article on BBC that was I dated back, I think in twenty thirteen, but、um, a little excerpt from Ian Rowan, who is a fellow with the Taiwan Foundation for Democracy. He says many people in Taiwan and Hong Kong resent mainland China's political influence and the poor behavior of some Chinese tourists. Is a potent reminder of their plight. He tells BBC Trending, the uncivilized behavior of some tourists seems out of step with China's rising economic and political clout. This has not gone unnoticed by China's government, which has launched spiritual education campaigns to train tourists to be better ambassadors of the nation.、Um, so essentially, the Chinese government is aware of this. You know, with the more relaxed traveling <laughs>、yes. situation, they're aware that you know their their face value is not being respected at all. Just. Due to how they presented themselves,、um, to further expand,、uh, a Beijing-based newspaper called Global Times reported that the government had created a blacklist of Chinese citizens who had failed to observe public order. Those tourists, the report said, will be banned from taking flights abroad for at least three years as punishment for getting in fights on airplanes, climbing on statues, and stealing scenic <laughs> assets. So you know, it's like <laughs> it's like. It's gone to the point where, like, they had to do that, right? Like, no, you cannot travel no more. Totally climbing on statues. Yeah, they're so crazy. But it's gone to the point where, like, people are are aware when Chinese tourists come and visit, right?、Um, I to, one time saw a lady all like head to toe like Gucci. Yeah, and you know right away. Hat, shirt. She got the fanny pack thing, <laughs> and then I don't know what her pants were, but they're they're Gucci,、yeah. and then her shoes are Gucci. And like, like you、wow. know right away, it's like they definitely create a name, reputation, a look for themselves that you know right away that they're mainland Chinese people. Yeah.、Um, but that's because you know it's a booming economy, but because of that, like it's quote unquote new money, right? So it's like you you may have the fancy clothes and the、it's、fancy、like、a, shoes and the fancy cars. What do they call it? Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. They're kind of like the rednecks of America, so、they、to speak, right? Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah.、Um, To give you an example, a train company in Switzerland gave Chinese tourists separate trains to prevent incidents with other travelers. So, to, <laughs> so is that、um, what do they call that? Segregation. Separation, segregation. Separation. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I get it that mainland Chinese people have definitely have a lack of etiquette for, for a better word, you know. But I question, you know, like, are we just targeting mainland Chinese people 
Or is it more than just, is it, are we It's even because me? there's so many of them. Yeah. You probably see, like, a few, like, rude Australians, which for sure. I have seen. Yeah. They have um, a reputation, you know, and same with Americans. Like, Oh, Americans, for sure. Okay, yeah. those are examples. But then versus how many, like, mainland Chinese are visiting, just, like, Vancouver specifically. For sure. Definitely. Like, that's, like, 127% no more than totally. the others. Yeah, like, and to give you an example, it's, like, if you look at domestic GB- GDP, which is, like, uh, the country's economy and, like, the value of their economic growth, um, yeah. U.S. is obviously number one, and number two is China. So while the U.S. and Australia, like, they do have a bad reputation as being, like, bad tourists, I don't think they, the the scale or the size yeah. of the population compares to how many people are rich in China versus how people are rich in U.S. or Australia. Yeah. So, you know, like, when X, like, so many people are rich in China and traveling, we're obviously they're going to be noticed more because it's, like, a bigger crowd, right? Totally. So I feel like, you know, why are we specifically targeting Chinese people? You know? the masses. It's just happening too frequent. Yeah. So it's just, it's just kind of disappointing that... Can they, you blame them, though? Yeah, can you? <laughs> can you? Not to be harsh. Yeah. Because I've witnessed it, too. For sure. Like, We've oh, all been praying to it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lineup for a reason, lady. Yeah. But I think, I think there definitely, like, requires a certain, like, if you're going to a country, you need to respect the country's culture or the country's, um, I don't know, like, how their etiquette, I so to speak, yeah. right? I mean, I'm not saying you have to, like, abide by every rule possible, but at least be respectful of certain things. Like, yes. you know not to piss on the street. You know not to take a dump in a bush. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like there are certain things. But, but maybe they don't know that. Yeah. Because they're taking dumps in every bush. Totally. In their little village. So I did a little bit more research, and I was just kind of... Yeah. I know I shouldn't have read com- comments on, like, certain, like articles and yeah. reddit stuff but then one of the comments was the reason why the chinese are the way they are is because of uh, mao's like cultural revolution where they essentially had a mass like genocide and they killed like all the like the educated all like the the smart intelligent folk so i guess what i'm trying to say is if you wiped out all your educated intelligent mm. population all you're left with is sort of like the redneck, so to speak. Now, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying what this commenter said it was true, yeah. but when you think about like the amount of people that were killed during the during Mao's Cultural Revolution, I feel like there may be some correlation towards it. But at the same time, it's like if the Chinese people haven't been taught or educated how to act in a sophisticated, not sophisticated, but a more polite and proper etiquette way then how can we blame them for being the way they are when they visit other countries? But So I think in your situation, when you said like the signs in Hong Kong and stuff, that's one way to educate the okay, Chinese tourists. You true. know what I mean? But So would you say like the mainland Chinese, they're coming from villages because of development. People are just giving them lumps and lumps of money. Yeah, it's like, it's just... And they're just like, wow. There's so much money in China right now, just based on like factories and developments and just the jobs and stuff that now the Chinese people have money and they can travel... Why wouldn't they? Yeah, you know why I mean? wouldn't they? Of course. So I guess part of me is like, I can't, you can't blame them for being who they are and acting the way they are. It's our job to educate them that they can't do this without being racist towards Another them. question. Yeah. So when they're traveling yeah. and you said they have these like classes or workshops, yeah. is this before no, no, they travel? I don't what know if it's that? classes or workshops. I think it's just like, like a campaign, like just PSAs like, or something okay, like, like that maybe. You better be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not sure like how they're educating, but I mean, who knows if they actually are, but because based on what we've seen so far, I mean, they're not really doing a a good job on it. But at the same time, like, we're also stereotyping 
what we've seen to all mainland Chinese people. You know what I mean? When the fact of the matter is that not everybody, not every mainland Chinese it's, person is like that. That's true. I feel like they need to learn. When you're acting a fool in yeah. another country, that affects me when I go to another country. Or even here, when somebody sees me and they think, they associate with me That's with true. Them. They're not be like, oh, is that guy mainland yeah. Chinese? No, that guy's Chinese. And I think that's kind of what creates the the anger and the, the prejudice towards mainland Chinese people is because, like, I know for sure, like, my mom and, like, my like my aunts and stuff, they do not like mainland Chinese people for that reason. is because they give Chinese people a bad name yeah. when they go to other countries or when they're just anywhere they are. They give a bad name to all Chinese people and we get... We get dragged into that stereotype. Get lumped up in there too. So it's hard to to not be prejudiced in that sense. You know what I mean? So it's it's kind of like a double edged sword. It's like I don't know how to. I can hate on it, but at the same time, how can I fix it? You know what I mean? Rather than just hate on it. Does that make sense? Well, I guess one way of fixing it is showing them that you're not like the other Chinese. Totally. People. So like I have to play up. Yeah. You, yeah. You got to be like maybe a little more extra. Yeah. Than you normally would. But I wonder if they can implement like this. Probably was really hard, but like other pamphlets or booklets, like oh, you're going to Canada. Here, take a gander at this book. Or just oh, you're traveling in general. Yeah. Take a look at this book. You know. Yeah. But it's this is what they don't like. No pooping in bushes. Yeah, exactly. Like to us, it may seem like a normal, like not rocket sense. science, common sense, exactly. But for maybe a mainland Chinese person who has grown up in their village or their town for so long without having been told that no, you shouldn't do this. Yeah. No, you can't act like this. It's it may be different. You know what I mean? Like when when you've been told your whole life that an orange is an is an apple and then you go outside of china and all of a sudden you find out an orange is an orange and an apple is something else you know yeah. what i mean it's like I, maybe i'm giving them too much credit maybe they know that they're acting a fool but they just refuse to because like, maybe they know they can get away with it yeah. like, hey, we're, i'm gonna budge in line yeah. because or i know i can get away with it. they this. could be like i don't give a fuck i'll do whatever the fuck i want you know it it's could so be badass too yeah so i don't know that's kind of what's been on my mind you know as like summer we're in the beginnings of summer tourism is booming and unfortunately not fortunately unfortunately we get a lot of tourists and a good portion of them are mainland chinese yeah so to all the listeners out there try and be a bit more understanding and i guess so but aren't some things just really common sense yeah like queuing up for a line yeah like you don't fucking bum rush the front when you totally. see there's like a lineup but like that is, seems like common sense to me but in china that's the normal thing though right is it a normal thing? So other Chinese people are, are queued up in a line. And then here, Hillbilly comes up and yeah. like, oh, a lineup. And then you bum rush the frame. Well, I think like a lot of the attitude is from like the communist kind of regime that oh. has happened where it's just like every man for themselves. You know, you have to be selfish. You have to get what you can, you know, because there's so little like you have to like. Oh, so they're still in that mindset. Yeah. Too, so it's maybe. like me, 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 me. I don't care about you. And I definitely find that half the time that is the kind of mentality that a lot of mainland Chinese people have. Now, I'm not saying every mainland Chinese person like that because I've met plenty of pleasant mainland Chinese people. But there are definitely some that represent that stereotype. And I think as time goes on, I feel like they will get better at it. But right now, we are... We, me as a Chinese person, I'm suffering from their from their wrongdoings. So, have you had any like direct um, sort of prejudice, I guess, towards you on your travels? You travel so much. Yeah, um, definitely not. Okay, but that's because I'm usually surrounded with when I go traveling. I'm usually surrounded with, I guess, like Caucasians or ethnic people that. You know, I think oh. I think if maybe if I was in a group, I it might be something different. But from where I travel, like 
I travel in Hong Kong. I travel in China. And they're I travel pretty in, judgmental you know, over there too. Yeah, totally. Hong Kong people are very judgmental. Like they're quite prejudiced towards like mainland Chinese. They're prejudiced towards East Indians. They're prejudiced towards um, Filipinos as well. Why? What's... Nepalese. Like, trust me, there's a definite pretentious vibe with Hong Kong people for sure. But it's that British colonization that kind of made them feel like they're better than everybody else, right? Oh, I see. You know what I mean? But all I'm saying is, for all you mainland Chinese people listening out there, do your part to educate your peers, and I'll do the same. Yeah. And the next thing you know, we'll be great tourists. Let's get off that. That's not not me, but you guys should get off that top five list of worst tourists. (laughs) I can understand with Americans. Well, yeah, my friend, uh, my coworker friend, she just recently got back from Paris, and... She said the waiter would ask them right away, are you American? <laughs> and she's like, oh, no, we're Canadian. All of a sudden, they're like the nicest people. Hey, bonjour. Like, Canadians have a strong GDP, but they're not on the list of worst, like, tourists ever. They say Canadians have a really good reputation, along with the Japanese, for being, like, very polite, being very friendly, and well-mannered. So, oh, high five! Guys. Boom! <laughs> Canada! Yeah, Canada! Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of my... My little spiel. Um, and speaking of which, do you remember those? Um, this just leads into my topic. Oh. Um, those heritage minutes. No. It's like oh, oh I smell on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you yeah, remember yeah. those? They started like in um, I guess the nineties. Yeah. And they've had a few. So they have one that's coming out. Actually, it came out today. Um, it talks about the struggle. Uh, Wait, so the heritage, it's like those little short, like 30 yeah, second like 60 commercial. Minute, um, yeah, 60 minutes, little commercials. That tells you a bit about Canadian history, right? Canadian history. What's one that you remember? That was the burnt toast doctors, the burnt- like the open head surgery. No, it was brain surgery. Yeah. Um, and then it was like the doctor pressing different points. Um, in that woman's yeah. head. Do you remember that one? I don't remember that one. Okay. So but. Bird toast after. She smelled bird toast. I think the one that I remember was, uh, it's like a native Aboriginal story. Yeah. And they have to like, the guy like lifts a tree and then they like trap the demons inside and all of a sudden these spirits start like flying out of the tree. Oh, I remember being scared. <laughs> yeah. That's why I remember <laughs> that one. So I don't remember the story of yeah. it, but it, the imagery. Yeah. That was really scary for me. <laughs> Do you remember about... the basketball one? Yeah. The white, the the guy... white guy's playing basketball yeah. with the, the basket. The fruit baskets. <laughs> and then he had to like yeah. poke it from underneath. Right. And then okay. that's where they came out with um like the hole right yeah because he sawed it open and they're like yeah. oh this is amazing <laughs> so was basketball invented in canada i think it was you oh. know what that's a good thing to check but i really think it was we're not the greatest at it yeah. it seems but um <laughs> i think that's our sport basketball yeah so for listeners who aren't from canada uh that's what it is essentially it was like it was almost like a psa kind of thing but on yeah, Canadian invented eighteen ninety one. Well, there you go. Canadians invented basketball. He was a Canadian, Who but he was it? in Massachusetts, so Got it. Canadian <laughs> in Ameri- on yeah. American soil. But yeah, those um, it was the guy who started that was yeah. just like an independent, right? He was just a businessman who wanted to share uh, Canadian history. But that was like part of the Canadian. That was a government. Now it is. Now it's like part of the Canadian um, heritage. Yeah, is that a government thing? I think it's a government thing now, okay. but at the beginning, it was like a business guy had Got started it. As uh, an antidote to historical um, ignorance, but it kind of made you proud of certain yeah, things. Yeah, for like sure. That. Well, it lingered because clearly we remember it, right? Yeah, you know what else I remember? That lumberjack song. Do you remember that? It's like a cartoon, and the lumberjack falls in love. <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, they brought back that song. I recently heard on CBC Radio. Oh, did you? Yeah. 
I, th- I think of it often, actually. I don't know the lyrics, but I know the tune. Sing yeah. it. I don't. I know. <laughs> no, I. Okay. I doesn't matter. We'll Anyways, do it another time. Yeah. Uh, so post it on Instagram. I'll post it on Instagram. That's when you can see it. I won't share <laughs> yeah. it with you until it's on Instagram. All right. Um. So today they released a new minute. Oh, amazing! Um. And this one tells the story of uh, 1995 Supreme Court yeah. Canada ruling that. Uh, had previously denied the benefits of same-sex couples. So this is the story, and it's like the first story about... um, LGBTQ? LGBTQ. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, So Add that to the heritage collection. So you know what I didn't know either, and I'll just go back to... I'll I'll tell you about that a little bit, but um, same-sex sexual intercourse Mm -hmm. was illegal up until like 1969. That's so like, crazy. That was punishable, like death punishment. In Canada? In Canada. That's insane. And then um, LGBTQs could, uh, well, they said LGBT. Yeah. But maybe Q wasn't yeah. around then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but people were allowed to serve openly since 1992. Serve openly? Like in the military. Oh, got it. Um, but in the States, they weren't allowed to. September, yeah, 2011. Yeah, the don't ask, don't tell thing was what kickstarted it, right? Isn't that just so crazy? So, like, yeah, Canada's, like, pretty forward in that sense. I mean, still, 1969, I mean, but still. 1992. Yeah. But I guess in relation to... To everything else, yeah. To the states, to our neighboring. That's amazing. So has that clip been released? It has. Just released today. I haven't seen it yet. So this article Oh, for Pride Month. Oh, is it? It's is Pride it Pride Month? Month? I thought but July. Vancouver's starts a lot later. Vancouver Vancouver Pride starts later in the summer, but it's actually Pride Month, like globally. Oh, I wanted to ask you that because I felt like, why aren't we celebrating yeah. it differently? Is this like Family Day all over again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's sort of like that. We just celebrate. You know, Vancouver does its own thing. <laughs> well, everyone else in the world does their <laughs> yeah. own thing. So that's okay, amazing. So that's so cool. That was that was what happened. Yeah. Um, and then it was a, a couple. They yeah. had met in 1948. Yeah. Jim Egan and then Jack Nesbitt. Oh, Jim and Jack. Do you know that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. You guys know everyone. <laughs> That's gays. We all know each other. So when they met, it was a crime. Yeah. So this is 1948. Right. And um, when Egan turned turned 65, so yeah. he had his pension, yeah. he wanted his partner to have right. um, the benefits as well. For sure. So they took Canada to court and they were like, hey... That's not cool. Not cool. You're telling me that you're acknowledging same sex. Yeah. Um, but you're not acknowledging. Yeah, my you're not acknowledging this relationship. So they applied. He applied for the benefits. He was denied. Yeah. Um, and then when they became legal, they were like, "Yeah, but no, we're still going to discriminate against." Right. It's like the 1980s. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like the AIDS epidemic. People at that time were like, this is God, like, punishing you guys right, for right. being so queer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they decided to test the boundaries. And then um, when they did go to court, you'll see this still in a the minute. They'll probably do it faster than I'm doing it right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in more than a minute. So they were like, all the nine judges were like, yeah, you guys are being, like, discriminated against. This isn't really right. Yeah. This isn't right. Right. But five out of the... Five out of the nine judges were like, yeah, we agree with everyone, but hey, because of this and this and this and this, like yeah. you can't get the benefits. Right. And then later on, they were able to um, get the benefits. Huh. 
That's amazing. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something. That's worth a great little seeing. educational piece right there, perfect for Pride Month. I'm sure it was intentional to launch it. I think so too. It was definitely intentional. It's nice to kind of get a little Canadian perspective, you know, on like where Canadians were at during that time. And like, I never even think of it. I always just yeah. think everyone was like cool all the time. Yeah, I guess there's there is that lack of recognition, a lack of understanding that you know, it people suffered. You know, like I feel like we are. Well, not we, but I am very privileged yeah. to be in the time that I am where I can openly be with somebody and not be afraid for my life. Yeah. You know? So when you were, say, like younger and you're still like processing that, did you feel like a lot of shame? Because I find like teenagers these Definitely. days are like, you know, yeah. a little more excited about sure. this like discovery. I think when like during my time, it was it was just on the brink of getting like, I mean, like not just on the brink, at least for me. I felt like... What is this, like early 2000s? Early so 2000s. So like Will and Grace is When I was like 18, out. I guess. Okay. Yeah, so like it was out there. But it. I feel like, for me, I feel like it just started almost like this. Like there were gay clubs and stuff, but I just feel like it wasn't loud and proud as it is today. You okay. know what I mean? So I did... For me, it was like, I didn't know what it was until I knew what it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, bingo. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this makes sense now. Um, but... It wasn't like a terrifying thing, per se. Yeah, it's weird. Did you come out to your friends first, or did they know? I came out to my friends, but they're like, oh, whatever, like, we knew already. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one thing to to come out, but it's another thing for your friends to already know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. For listeners, I guess I should say, I haven't fully, like, announced it to, like, my family. Just here, hey! (laughs) just here. I mean, like, we know, we all know, but we haven't, like, spoken about it. So that's where I'm conflicted, where it's just like, part of me is like, why do I need to announce it and make this big statement, grandiose statement about it? It's like, why does my family care who I'm fucking? Yeah, I don't think they do. <laughs> I think I think it's important that my family knows that like, I have somebody who cares about me, you know, but yeah. I don't have that person yet. So why would I need to announce it? I think when I find somebody who I'm like committed to and serious with, I think, I'll announce it when I introduce them to the family, you know, when yeah. there's... Does that make sense? Because that would be, like, integrated in the family. Yeah. Totally. It's like, do I need to announce it? Should I announce it? Like, to me, it's like, if if my family decides to, you know, I highly doubt they would, but if they said, oh, well, like, they refuse to accept it, then they refuse to accept me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, it's like, I don't feel like I'm hiding anything, and I don't feel like I have anything to lose if I announce it either. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't think you... Well, it's it's everything is like however you want to yeah. do it. Yeah. And at this point too, I don't know if you like announcements needed. Yeah. Too. I don't know. I, Some people like th- things that are official, like for sure, definitely. Uh, your common law. Oh, then why not get married? Yeah, like yeah. Some people need that, you know, from sort of certification or something. Definitely, I think it really depends on your family and and your communication dynamics. You know, I think for our for my family. We don't get on that level. Everything's very surface. Yeah. So it, it, I think for me to do something like that would create a lot of discomfort. Oh, okay. Not so discomfort, not, but you know what I mean? It's just like... So you're not it, adding... It's not the norm to... to like, I, like, like I said in my previous podcast, I, I don't say I love you to my mom. I don't talk about my feelings with her. And when I do... When I, the only time I have talked to her about something that was close, relatively close to like my, my emotions, she told me to eat more food and then <laughs> and she then like take more food home. she kind of like passed like flicked over like a box of tissues and she's like it's not worth crying over you know oh, so yeah. it's just like they, we don't get on that level so for me to be like hey i'm gay like what do you think 
She'd be like, here's some tissue. Yeah, exactly. She's like, okay, yeah. Did you eat yet? You know, (laughs) they can't handle that kind of conversation. So why would I put myself through something that, I don't know, is not a normal thing to talk about? I don't know. What do you think? I'm definitely open to suggestions and open to what others have to say because maybe I'm just in my own little world about this. And I think you know your family and the dynamics yeah. the best. I mean, like it, it, like like I said in the last episode when Coleman just booked it ahead when you said that guy was checking me <laughs> out. That is a clear example of that you know, like can we can we handle like <laughs> that kind of intimacy? Yeah, you know? no, and I, I I don't think emotionally like your mom. Yeah, is and, intelligent enough to yeah to, to handle it. Has yeah. the capacity to handle that, and yeah. that, you know maybe she didn't grow up in a house like that. Totally. Either, so she doesn't even know how to deal with that yeah and she grew up like that's the chinese mentality is that you don't really talk about your emotions right you it's more like you use other things to express your emotions like food for example you know what i mean yeah but it's not very clear and i I think that comes to the to another topic Um, i didn't want to talk about it but anthony bourdain had passed away oh yeah for sure i definitely want to talk about that spade um had also passed away like Like a week after yeah a week before a week before um and i think that has a lot to do with not maybe expressing emotions recognizing that recognizing mental illness like as a thing and just like hiding it away for sure i agree it's it's something we talk about cancer like fuck cancer yeah so like openly and we're not doing that with mental health no i think it's because like with mental health you don't see the effects of it you know it's all mental so to speak right so like i think in chinese culture it's like mental mental illnesses aren't really recognized as real illnesses it's like you can get over it you know just get over it just be happy or yeah they don't recognize it and i think not only does that is that within like chinese culture but i think it's a huge unspoken thing that is only just starting to get light shed on it so to speak and i think it's very important nowadays that we recognize that you know if you're feeling off and you're feeling down that you can talk about it to other people it's just there's, there's resources re- there's too. resources there's there's so many things there's apps there's you can message a psychiatrist nowadays you know what yeah. I mean? and there's so many things but i think it's just the stigma behind saying you have mental illness prevents a lot of people from speaking out it's i like i'm gonna get myself just like checked too yeah i want to make sure like i'm emotionally okay totally for sure i think it's so important to like recognize that you know if you're that if you're off that you accept that that there is something off and that it's okay to be off yeah i I totally agree like i went to go see my gp maybe because i hadn't been sleeping and all that too i just wanted to see yeah like do i need (laughs) am i crazy right now am i cuckoo (laughs) or is this like a sleep thing um but yeah i just want to know because sometimes i'll look at isa and i'm just like maybe overwhelmed with so much joy like i'm baby crying yeah i'm like okay i never did this before (laughs) i don't know how to like collect these emotions yeah. and like write them down because they yeah. don't have words they're sure. just coming out my eyeballs yeah like i feel crazy yeah for sure definitely and i think it's like important to recognize that i feel crazy and i'm going to do something about it yeah whether it's talking to somebody whether it's seeing somebody whether it's like finding ways to to fix it yeah you know what i mean as long as you're recognizing it but you can't not dismiss rec- it you can't dismiss it yeah you know and you can't like you can't just like buried under a rug because eventually that rug's gonna grow to a huge lump and next thing you know like you'll be like kate spade or anthony bourdain you know it's too overwhelming i can only imagine how much stuff that they've just like pushed down pushed down pushed down to the point where they just couldn't take it anymore i mean like uh i don't know if i mentioned this in previous podcasts but my really good friend monica killed herself and Mm, we had no no idea that she was suffering depression in any way so 
it's like a really shocking thing yeah. when it happens and you didn't realize like you have suspicions but you don't really because no, you, you can put on a like a happy face totally. when you need to exactly you don't know so, what happens when she's like at yeah home. so it's like one moment you're there the next moment you're gone and you and then you think back and you're like oh x y and z like i should have recognized this you know but i think it's like cultural oppression is one thing where you just it's just was not she normal too? yeah well she she was korean okay so she couldn't you know koreans are even more sticklers for like that kind of like for just like face value you know so yeah. like it's now is the time to really recognize that like mental illness is such a thing especially when it's happening to like everywhere like celebrities are offing themselves left right and center yeah. you know and then like i feel like it's becoming more common where more people know somebody who's killed themselves you know and it's like, yeah. what do you do about that, you know? And it's only up to the person who's suffering those mental illnesses to say something. Yeah. You know, you can't force it out of them. Does that we make don't sense? Have, yeah, no, totally. We don't have a number that you call, but you can Google <laughs> if you are, if you there's are resources. going through something. There's, yeah, there's so many Especially resources. Especially in Vancouver, there's so many. Like, I just totally. had to go to my doctor and there was like a, a reproductive yeah. therapy something yeah. at BC Women's. And that was like, just need a referral. Totally. That's all it takes. And yeah. you don't even have to, like, like I said, there's apps for it. Like, you can you can download an app and they'll immediately connect you with somebody who you can talk to. Like, at the end of the day, it's just talk to somebody. Yeah. That's all you need to do. It's that simple. Just I'm recognize just it. You say it's that simple. Well, it's not simple, but, but like, it's like, you know what I mean? That's a beginning it's, of something. It's that simple to find help, okay. is what I'm saying. Sorry. To, like, reach out. To yeah, reach out, yeah. No, just put a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll just smile. <laughs> Did you know that that's the cure? Just smile. No. But, like, for me, yeah, it's like... No, for um, sure. I have a lot of anxiety and I have, I do go through like certain bouts of depression and I find like for me, my, my outlet is definitely writing and also um, like yoga. Yeah. Exercise. Exercise. And that really helps me a lot to kind of clear my mind and just get rid of the clouds that kind of like circulate. And I go through ups and downs, but I know, and I've kind of like just looked into resources. I've read up on it, just how to, how to beat it, you know, how to, how to survive it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they're just realizing too, like it'll pass. Like, yeah. This is something that's just like a moment. Totally. My Re- season right now. Recognizing it is so important and just accepting it and observing it and then, you know, finding your outlet for, for solving it. So anybody else who's suffering from any kind of mental illness, like talk to us, you know? Yeah. Just send okay. us a message. We'll be more than happy to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, like, we're good at that. We're here for you. Just yeah, like you're, you. you're here for us. We so. got you, boo. We got you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that because I didn't want to talk about I, that. I did and I didn't. Like, we've been pretty light, I think. Yeah. And then sure, there's some like, you know, yeah. other topics too. But yeah. um, maybe that, that is something that's important to talk about. Totally. It's not something we need to push under yeah. the rug too. And the amount of like coverage that Anthony Bourdain has been getting on this is like, just goes to show you how, how many lives he's affected on just he's on, on just his thing every just, travel trip yeah. that we go on he's he was a huge inspirational person to a lot of people because he was real he was authentic yeah and he actually wasn't like he was very transparent you know yeah. and like he was a real human being and so it definitely affected everybody to think that wow if somebody like him is suffering from mental illness then this is like more than you know than what we thought totally because you know for somebody like him you would have thought that he wasn't suffering from any kind of depression or whatever he was going through you know he did mention sometimes like some demons he had he did have like he was addicted to heroin yeah. and he did have dark times and had you know drinking bits yeah um, but, but he I... seemed really happy there's a photo of him and his like italian girlfriend yeah like really happy but 
you don't know what's in what's happening totally so yeah be okay with talking yeah it's okay yeah. to talk all right well i'm glad we talked about that because i did want to talk about that okay i'm glad i mentioned it even though i didn't want to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> well i feel like we should have i think it's something that everybody needs to recognize and just create more awareness around so i'm glad yeah. um on that note um sapper yeah <laughs> Let's go into some. Let's go into some sours, but and like obviously we always end with the sweet, yes. so we're good. Um, let's, uh, how about you start first? Well, I think I've said this again and again. Yeah. It's some smokers in this city. <laughs> it's just today was it was like between the weed and the cigarettes, just like casually smoking on yeah. the sidewalk. Right. I have a baby. Yeah. It's also affecting me too. Yeah. yeah. So. In Asia, yeah. So, like in Korea and in Japan, there's yeah. stations or like sections, smoking sections, yeah. where like it's just on the street. Yeah. It's a covered area. It looks yeah. like a bus stop, and people just go there to smoke. Right. They pull over to the side. Yeah. They go and have their cigarette. Yeah. Like that seems way more, um, like not humane. Is that humane? Is a good respectful. word? Respectful. Yeah. Of other people in Better this space. Smoking etiquette, so to speak. Smoking etiquette. There, there you go. Yeah. And there was like enough around the city where yeah. you know like hey go around this corner to this corner it's yeah. down there okay the other block yeah. is just down there um so there's places for you to smoke right there should be something like that, that they implement in the city we're what like happened? a healthy well i was pushing isa we're at the like at the stoplight this guy pulls up next to us he walks yeah. up and he's just smoking and his cigarette is like kind of down where isa's stroller is yeah so instead of me saying something, I like passively puffed and popped and like <laughs> moved my stroller to the side. Yeah. And then when it was time for us to walk, I just booked it. Like I just cut everyone off and I yeah. just started almost like running down gravel. Like I've stopped the running down gravel to dodge cigarettes now, but I, I just had to get off that street. Yeah. So then I just, that's why I was t- turning because there's like too many smokers behind me. Right, I see right. smokers in front of me. But do you left. think smokers are purposefully doing that or no they're just like they think it's just like a regular thing i smoke cigarettes deal with it yeah it's my right to do it deal with it yeah and that's it it's like if i was to get into an argument with them that would that's what i imagine it's like if you don't like it then go away yeah like go somewhere else i am going i'm trying to go somewhere else so just like back to back right like that and then the weed smokers. Yeah. I saw a few people pull over, but pretty much everyone's in motion yeah. while they're smoking their cigarette. Yeah. It irks me. It bothers me so much. Yeah. So it's like where am I supposed to walk? That's gonna be a smoke free zone. Nowhere. Right. I think living in Vancouver we're definitely like a more smoking not negative, smoking like we don't really Smoking's disgusting. Yes, it's like a definitely like a non look down. not smoking positive area yeah. here. You know what I mean? So definitely people look down upon it. It's becoming less and less. We there are still smokers, yeah. you know. And if you want to smoke, that's fine. The but, kids aren't even like I don't see that many young people smoking yeah. either, which I think is great. Totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough, but I definitely hear you that it's annoying when they come up in your personal space and start yeah lighting a cigarette. And like, oh, it was already like it. yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. already pre-cigarette right. But then... Pre-lit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm dumb now. <laughs> like, on the flip side, not just not not to, like, kind of turn your sour into something more sour, but... Do you, you Like, a lot of people do say that a lot of moms and new moms have this kind of uh, entitlement about themselves. You know, 
like oh my baby like you know you're, you're affecting my baby like you know oh please move out of the way i have a cart therefore like i have right away kind of thing right do you uh, feel like okay like honest blog like do you feel like you have gained a certain of like entitlement that because you have a stroller with a newborn baby that you have right away for everything I'm not saying that you ask that. I'm just curious to know. Hold there on. Let is me see if there's a... Pretentious kind of like, I'm a mom. I know better. Okay. Like, so, this. no. Okay. So, I, I don't feel like I had that attitude. Only because when I didn't have Issa, yeah. I would be so judgmental to other moms. For sure. Yeah. So, now I'm like checking myself. I'm like, am I being that fucking bitch yeah. who ran over my toes seven times? <laughs> yeah. Like why did they why did they bring this kid into like a yeah. sample sale? Yeah. It's like yeah. limited space. Totally, exactly. So like, I'm like in check. Yeah. Um so one thing that I did and it was purposeful, uh we're going to Yale Town, yeah. we're at the elevators. It was me and a biker lady. Yeah. Two biker ladies and me and they like said bicyclists? Like yeah, cyclists. Cyclists. Biker ladies. <laughs> I was like, wait a Motorcycles minute. Motorcycles <laughs> trying to get on the elevator. <laughs> Uh, no, cyclists, yeah. <laughs> two of them, they're together. Um, and they're like, they were there before me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I come up and they're like, oh, do you want to go ahead? I was like, no, you guys are here first. Go yeah. for it. And they're like, hey, thanks so much. Yeah. Like, hey, no problem. That's awesome. Um, I could have been like, oh, thank you. And then rolled back right in, but <laughs> I like, didn't. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Of course. <laughs> right. Get out of the way. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm more aware of You're it more because mindful of it. Yeah. I was so judgmental. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, but I did run over this lady's foot, and it was a totally by accident. Yeah. It was at Brecca, and I wanted to get a pie. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of busy. It was, like, around noon. Yeah. And um, everyone just moving forward. Yeah. And I was moving forward, too, as the line was moving. Yeah. And I accidentally hit her. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. And yeah. she's like, that's my foot. <laughs> and I was like, I know. And I said I was sorry, and it wasn't on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept looking at her and then she kept looking at me and Coleman's on the phone. She's like, are you okay? Is everything okay? And I'm like, yeah, some lady thinks that I ran over her foot on purpose. And I look at her and I was like, accident. Yeah. What it's like she, nothing. She, she just turned around and I ordered my pie and as I was leaving, I just said, excuse me to the yeah. other people because I was passing through. Yeah. She was leaving too and she was behind me. Oh. I just gave her one more look. <laughs> you tell her. And then I opened the door for myself. No one even helped me with the door. Rude. Yeah. Maybe she just had a bad day. So I was like, what the heck? It's not like I'm going around running people with my stroller. <laughs> At least you acknowledged it and said yeah, sorry. Yeah, and, and I was really sorry. And then today, I accidentally ran over someone too. But I had to, I was at Bearded Papa's because I wanted a cream Interesting. <laughs> Pastry spots. I see my but pattern. They had like a lip at the door. So where the door meets. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a big lip, like right. a bump. Right. So I had to like, I had to reverse. And you know, Beard Papa is on yeah, Robson's yeah, yeah. like really small. I had to reverse and had to like lift her stroller up. Yeah. As I was lifting up, this girl's trying to get into Beard Papa's. And then we, I stomped on her foot. Yeah. And she's like, ow. And I turned around, I was like, I am so sorry. And she's like, oh, that's okay. But she looked really mad. Like, oh, lady with the stroller. It's like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have waited for me to get out first before yeah, you Yeah, this that. motion of reverse. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm in motion right now with a heavy stroller. Yeah, it's not dumb, that heavy. Stupid lady. But she was so nice. She was like, that's my foot and yeah, my body. Exactly. Like, hip checked her and I stepped on her butt. She's like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Like, okay. Anyway, I didn't get Such a cream puff. I just got that, you know, that green tea waffle ice cream sandwich from H Mart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got so that one. So good. Hubba, hubba. 
All right. Yeah, so that's our sour. Okay, so what's your sweet? Uh, other than that H-Mart <laughs> treat, um, my sweet is the library again. Oh, amazing. Okay. Uh, just because they have free programs for kids. I didn't realize all the free shit. Like, yeah. I knew the free shit for us. Yeah. Um, like, podcast workshops. Yeah. But in the summer, they have, like, continuous child workshops, events from, like, newborn up until... 16, 17 years old. Oh, that's awesome. Um, So older kids, like from 13 to 17 or 16, they have um, like a writer's workshop. So they can work on their stories and work on maybe doing their own like self-publication. That's awesome. So it's like things for them to do. It's a little more creative. That's cool. So Vancouver Public Library, check out the events, newborns. To, Newborns to like teenagers, to teens. and then once you're done that, go to Tractor. Yeah, go to Tractor. Tractor has like the best salads. There's so many locations in the city. Too. So Tractor's like uh, I almost like a modern cafeteria almost. Yeah, but like healthy, healthy food, organic um, salads, soups, soups, yeah, sandwiches. yeah, the sandwiches, all that good stuff. Good coffee too. Good I think coffee. it's Parallel Forty Nine. Yeah. So that's um, Tractor. So Tractor. So Tra- yeah. So, yeah, so library and then Tractor for yeah. lunch, dinner, whatever. So good. Cool. All right. My sour is bus etiquette. So <sighs> yes. transit takers and anywhere in the world, I think, for that matter, need to learn bus etiquette. I think everybody should learn and understand bus etiquette. So today, uh, my sour is based on the bus was getting packed because it was raining, obviously. So everybody yeah. was taking the bus. And unfortunately, these two dumb girls, but they stood like they were standing and the bus was getting more packed and more packed and more packed and they weren't moving. So in front of them, there was a huge gap of open space where people could have stood. But because they weren't moving, it just kept getting front loaded to the uh, point where... The bus could, driver didn't say anything? He said, move to the back. But obviously they weren't paying attention uh, or they didn't understand bed. or they were busy on their iPhone Xs. Yeah. But it got to the point where it was so packed that they actually couldn't let people on <laughs> because those two girls didn't move up. And if the girls had moved up, there would have been plenty of room for everybody in the front to stand freely. So that was my sour. And it got to the point where I was like, somebody needs to do something. Did you say anything? Well, Did I you just, see it? Or no, you're in the front. I was all the way in the back, so I couldn't even do anything. But I was just like, something needs to happen. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I felt helpless. Like, I didn't want to be like, I don't want to be that crazy person that stands up and be like, hey, move to the back. Yeah, you be that crazy person. I know, I should have, but I didn't. There's a crazy person, when I was on the bus, a crazy person told this other guy, get up so we can have a stroller in there. Yeah, like, wouldn't I have said like, anything. I feel like the person behind I that girl should have said something. Yeah, you're right. Because I, far. yeah, I was far away. Like, they wouldn't understand. They wouldn't have heard me, maybe. But anyways, but it, I, it got to the point where I was so annoyed that I had to, like, literally look down and not look up. Because if I looked up, I would have lost my shit. Uh, they but, ruined it for everybody. I know. They need a pamphlet on that. They, anyways, they they got off eventually, and yada yada yada. But that's my sour bus etiquette. Learn some. Yeah. Move to the back of the bus. Don't hog two seats. And if you see somebody who needs a seat, give a seat up. Yeah. And yeah, don't be dirty on the bus either. Yeah, don't be dirty. Yeah. Okay. So or that's my smelly. Sour. Yeah, or smelly. Summer, well, summer some time. people can't help this. Their their bo. They it can't help that. <laughs> they can't. You can't help it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to argue. B.O. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, Maybe they can't. What is my sweet? So I sweet? recently started watching, I know everybody's been talking about it, but Ugly Delicious with oh, David yeah. Chang on Netflix. Yeah, so good. And I highly recommend 
people watch it, but the specific episode that I recommend people watch is the Thanksgiving episode. Oh, where he's cooking with his With his mom. family, and you kind of understand how important meals are from family to family to family, and yeah. it kind of gives you um, that... It can't, I guess the moral story is that it's not necessarily, like, like, while sharing a meal is so important, you know, it's not necessarily what you're eating, but the act of eating together is so important. Yeah. And that definitely rings true for me, like being in a Chinese family, like food is so important, you know, like David Chang said it as well. But like when you talk to your parents or your elders, you don't ask, how are you doing? You ask, did you eat yet? Yeah. So whenever I call my mom, her way of saying, her way of asking how I'm doing is, oh, did you eat yet? When did you eat? You know, did you eat enough? You know, so it's always like that, you know, and so they use food as a way to express love. And I think that Thanksgiving episode was all about that kind of culture and that sharing a meal kind of aspect. So I highly recommend, I can't wait episode though. I think it was like episode four or something like that, but definitely check it out to, yeah, it was just, it was very heartwarming. So I really appreciated that episode. So yeah. And everyone contributes. Yeah. Everyone contributes. Yeah. Whether they eat together. Yeah. Whether it's like cooking a meal together or sitting down and enjoying meal together. I think it kind of puts a, a better understanding of why meals and food are so important in different cultures. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind Wait, of... Wait, did you get to the MSG episode yet? Not yet. Okay, that's going to come up. Yeah, so I still have a few more episodes to go, but... Okay. Yeah, that, I recommend that episode. So I'm not telling you to fucking binge watch Ugly Delicious, but definitely watch that episode. It's, yeah. not, it's not local, but, you know, it's local in the sense that you'll watch it in your home. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> yeah. All right. Perfect. So I guess that concludes episode 17. Episode 17. We are so good. Why don't you play us off? Fantastic. Episode. Episode 17. Yay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.